1: Good morning. Congressman Hill joins us on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tell us about this new piece of legislation dealing with cryptocurrency.
2: You bet. Dave, good morning. It could good be morning. Good 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 People should breathe easier and go get ready for back to school shopping. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's talk about that. It was a big week here. It was uh, something that I've worked on since uh, the first of February and been involved in uh, <clears throat> since 2018, 2019. But am uh, leading this legislative effort this year. We passed two bills in the House committee. Overwhelmingly, we got. Strong, the entrepreneurial sort of pro-business innovation Democrats voted with us. Good. All the progressive left, um, Maxine Waters supported uh, folks did not vote with us. But you know, here's the deal: it worked, and she let them. You know, she she worked behind the scenes with us, but at the end of the day, she let her Democratic members join with their Republican colleagues to try to fix. The situation that's so screwed up in our country compared to other countries. Here's the deal. FTX last year left a million creditors and billions in dollars of losses from this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, who's just a Ponzi scheme kid uh, who's probably a fantastic trader, a brilliant computer programmer, but he has no business leading people or trying to start a business. Mm -hmm. And apparently he's dishonest, which I don't think people knew that. But...
1: Well, they did after he got started.
2: Yep, and last year the SEC, led by Gary Gensler, a Biden appointee, and Gary Gensler is an old Obama guy. And Gary Gensler, by the way, was the CFO at the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. And guess what he? Guess what check he signed? He's acknowledged that he made the payment for the famous dossier. Oh, all the crazy nonsense that. Uh, by the Democrats to try to, you know, ruin President Trump over Russia, Russia, Russia. So this is who Gary Gensler is. This guy is a terrible leader, and he is uh, trying to shut down all American uh, businesses that are in what we think of as digital assets. They're working with blockchain or, as you say, everybody calls this industry crypto, you know, because that's just the nickname for it. Right. So, so we passed two bills this week out of the House. One, stable coins. What is a dollar-based Stable coin. This is a private sector innovation uh, that a bank can have or a uh, payment maker like Visa MasterCard could have where they take the U.S. dollar and they have it on a blockchain. And so we call that is a, a stable coin. And this is the alternative, day. This is the private sector entrepreneurial free enterprise alternative to this state surveillance idea that the far left has on a central bank digital currency. Okay, and so when you hear the word stablecoin, just think about a dollar like in your checking account, but you can use it, you know, in a on the web in a uh, token form. I mean, that's the way I would look at it. It's just like cash in your wallet, but it's it's a a token, and they call it a stablecoin. We set up the rules on how those work. That was Bill number one, and then Bill number two says to the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Commodity Future Trading Commission, how do you know who is legal here? Who's doing a good job? How do you avoid Sam Bankman-Frieds? And so we create uh, an oversight for the regulation of exchanges and dealers and uh, innovators you know, in this digital asset space. Super complicated, kind of boring, arcane topic, but it's part of America being competitive, and I'll just close with this. In the 1990s, if people uh, had said, oh, the Internet is going to be bad, kids are going to be hurt by it, there's going to be human trafficking on it, we need to ban it, we need to ban it, we need to tax it out of existence, regulate it out of existence, then we would have never had the benefits of what the Internet has brought to us from iPhone apps that we use every day to research to uh, reaching new customers, uh, talking to our employees. I mean, it's really a revolution to be out on that permissionless technology.
1: Right. It's kind of well, like, you, what, what I, am I getting this, that what you've done is you've brought some, some control to the Wild West
2: We brought control to the Wild West while preserving the fact that people in America ought to use this technology about making a digital asset on the web. They ought to have the right to do that and not be shut down by bureaucrats like Gary Gensler, uh, who I think is just – I don't know what his motivation is, actually. I really don't, except power. Mm -hmm. And so we've created the rules so if people now want to take the Internet – and use the Internet so that Dave Ellswick can send uh, a payment uh, to Mexico uh, because his family lives there now and they don't, you don't want to have to pay 7 or 8% uh, uh, fees for that changing it from dollars to pesos. This is the kind of innovation you'll see by using the Internet as a payment device. Just like you and I went from writing checks to debit cards and ATMs to then using our debit card at the point of sale, it actually took you know it right out of our checking account. This is just that kind of an evolution, and I don't know why Gensler is, has screwed it up, but I'll, I'll tell you, these two bills we passed this week will set that on a course that I think will make America a leader in payments and keep money here in the United States and not let people move it outside the u.s so like i say tough early morning technical topic but uh, i was real pleased to get that done and i think it it it, it helps the wild west we block uh, uh bad actors criminals but we preserve innovation if somebody wants to do that
1: All right. so tell us uh, congressman because i've had a lot of people ask me about this and i can't talk to, uh, to it because I don't understand it completely. Yep. And yep. and that is this whole idea of moving away from dollars and cents to digital dollars where you don't have dollars anymore in your wallet. You, everything is done digitally.
2: Yeah. So I don't support that either. This is where people, I think, are going, you know, they're just, uh, it's like saying that artificial intelligence is going to destroy your life tomorrow or that Denmark, uh, when I was in college in the 1970s, I was told by the climatologist that Denmark would be underwater in 2008. So, uh, uh, as far as I know, you can still go to Copenhagen. I'm not sure, but I think you can. <laughs> so, people just take these trends and go nuts with them. But here's here's the answer to your question: We've always had cash. In my view, we're going to continue to have cash. We've always had cash in our checking account that we, and that's still cash. Okay. You know, our kids don't write checks. They use their debit card. Right. But that's the same thing as writing a check. And when Entergy says, oh, I want to put you on electronic bill pay through the computer, that's still writing a check. You're just not writing the check. You've chosen to set that up as a direct debit, a direct uh, taking that money out of your account to pay your electricity bill during the month. That's still cash in your checking account, but we've accessed it electronically instead of you taking $85 and going down to the APNL office on Capitol Avenue and paying your bill once a month in cash. So, but we've made it easier, right? right. So we're going to always have cash. You're going to always be able to call your bank and make a payment electronically or by check. And now, if you're working out in a web environment Uh, Inside like a gaming technology or inside some sort of a financial technology, you'll, you'll be able to make that same payment out of your checking account, but through something like a stable coin. And it's still, in my view, cash. It's about the form of that cash. And we want to protect the privacy of people to use their cash and keep their transactions confidential. And we've worked really hard to do that as well because I get a lot of mail about people about the administration trying to track their purchases and uh, surveil the society based on what people are doing mm-hmm. and is that easier than you and I uh, going to Ace Hardware and paying cash sure is it uh, you know uh, as, as you get something where you're using a card it's leaving you know uh, it is leaving a track there's no doubt about that so we're very conscious about Fourth Amendment, which is why I oppose a central bank digital currency. And people say, well, what's the difference here? A central bank digital currency at retail is where Dave Ellswick and French Hill each, believe it or not, now think about this, each of us have an account with the government. Right. At the Fed. Well, that's insane. Let that sink in. That's like banking at the post office. I mean, this is a ridiculous idea. But some on the left... Are promoting it, and if that was the case, then you have this worst-case scenario that you hear about, which is, well, gosh, they could, like those truckers in Canada, uh, they could shut down their access to money if if they if they know my cell phone, I'm in a protest on the bridge in Canada, they just turn my banking account off if I bank with the government. Mm -hmm. It's a very socialist, uh, you know, Nazi socialism, communism sort of idea. It's an authoritarian idea. And, of course, the far left in this country, in my opinion, I know they accuse conservatives of these tendencies, but big government, big brother watching you, that's a left principle in this country. I mean, that's the exact opposite of the people in the 2nd District of Arkansas or the people you talk to every day. Well, you do want you, the government talking to us at all.
1: Yeah, you, you know as well as I do when the left speaks... They point the finger at us, but three pi- fingers are pointing back at them. They project. They are te- they are trying to tell everybody that we want to do something that they themselves are already planning on doing.
2: Right, which I think you talked out extensively, and I think you did a great job of it in the shows during the 2020 summer riots when we started talking about rules for radicals mm-hmm. uh, and exactly what the, you know, the... M.O., the modus operandi of the left is. And they're masters at it. And yes, they the, are. Well, 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 we spend, we try to work on good ideas here in Washington to make people's lives better. Uh, but we also spend about 60% of our time stopping dumb ideas and blocking crazy talk. And it's hard, damn work because it never stops.
1: <laughs> You're right. It is hard work to stop the started. left. I agree with this,
2: you. Well, this is why conservative talk radio, since uh, Rush got the game going, you know, has been such an incredibly important way <laughs> for us to get the message out about what goes on. Uh,
1: so, All right. Well, we got to take a break, Congressman. If you'll hold, I'll be right back with you. I want to get your take on what's going on with Hunter and President Biden. Things seem to be... Um, Maybe we're going to see a Biden in orange before it's all over with. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our guest, Congressman French Hill, District 2, right here in Little Rock. We'll be back with him in just a moment. I need to remind you about PI Roofing. PI Roofing will take care of your roof. They'll fix it for you. Not only will they fix your roof for you, but if the water got into your house and it got between, you know, into the drywall and things of that nature, uh, they are general contractors now, and they can get that fixed for you as well. So do the whole ball of wax through one place, P.I. Roofing, the professionals dealing with roofing and your home and fixing your home and making your home uh, where you don't end up with a whole lot of, you know, um, black mold or something like that. They'll take care of it. All you have to do is call them. 501-707-3115. It's 501-707-3115. Tell them Dave sent you or visit them online, com. Thank God it's Friday! Yeah, I will say that. I am glad that it's Friday. This has seemed to have been a long week, but it may have to do with it's been just so freaking hot, and that ain't giving up over the weekend. They're telling us today that uh, we're looking at 100 degrees today, 100 to tomorrow, and maybe 102 on Sunday with real fills up in the 110, 115 range. So it's going to be warm in this area. By the way, I, I wanted to uh, uh, congratulate the uh, congressman on expo- explaining this cryptocurrency bill uh, or bills that were passed and explaining it in a way that the average person can understand it because it's not an easy an easy lift it it is very difficult to understand what we've got a change going on in our society and uh, you did a good job of helping us understand that congressman and i appreciate that let's move into biden's uh yeah. you know hunter biden's uh, plea deal crumbled right before his eyes and the biggest loser on that i believe is the president what do you think
2: I agree. I think this is uh, finally the cover coming off this hidden file that, sadly, once again, uh, we've seen at the top level of the Justice Department, and really frustratingly to me, and heartbreaking, and you and I have talked about this for years, too, the top levels at the FBI. I mean, this has just uh, uh, reached a a, a crisis point, in my view, a crisis point like... uh, Maybe people felt during Vietnam and post-J. Edgar Hoover and uh, a lot of early 70s stuff that you and I can recall when the CIA and the FBI were at a very low, low respect level. Well, we're we're back with the FBI. And uh, because of the good work of Jamie Comer, uh, my colleague from Kentucky, and Jim Jordan, my colleague from Ohio, with their... Work on the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee. We're getting to the bottom of this in two ways. Comer is responsible for doing the exact investigation of Hunter Biden and the connection of Hunter Biden, the laptop that was just <clears throat> not pursued uh, by inside leadership. I mean, it, that paper trail is pretty damn clear. Yeah, it is. Uh, was not is now being pursued by Jamie Comer. That's led to the making public of information that the FBI had and should have used to have a a different approach to Hunter Biden. And that's why I think uh, you've seen that collapse in his case. And you're going to see Comer pursue that to where it leads. He's not going to make stuff up like shift and Pelosi and all the ridiculous junk uh, during the Trump process. Comer is is solid and he will lead and uh, go and go where this uh, takes him. Jordan while he's interested in that topic over in the judiciary committee is chairing a special committee that Kevin McCarthy created called the weaponization of the United States. And this is where we see the abuse uh, of prosecutorial, uh, I'd say indiscretion over at the DOJ and FBI principally. And this again is tied back to the Trump investigations. That's true. But we're seeing it in spades here. And it's going to cause the FBI to not have the support of Congress. They're just not going to support them until they clean this show up, period. And, again, Jordan is not a a shy guy. He's going to pursue this where it goes. I'm involved in it tangentially because I work on the Intelligence Committee in this Congress. And the Intelligence Committee and the Judiciary Committee, both, have the oversight obligation on the FBI. Judiciary oversees them domestically, and we oversee them for their counterintelligence uh, operations uh, here. So this is a tough time, and Director Ray is in trouble. Uh, This is a guy that uh, President Trump appointed uh, to go in and clean up the mess left by Jim Comey and McCabe and this incredibly group of horrible, discredited people who hurt the agency. Uh, But I don't think he's being effective, I have to say that. That doesn't mean he's, like, part of the problem, but I don't see him getting it done right now. And to the satisfaction of the Intelligence Committee and the Judiciary Committee or the Appropriations Committee. And let me tell you, this is a group of people that they can make your life a living hell if you don't work with them, and that's where we are.
1: All right. Well, I'll let you go. Have a great weekend. You're heading back here to uh, Arkansas again, I take it?
2: Amen. Amen, and I'll see you sometime uh, over the next two or three weeks, and I hope you're doing well. Stay cool, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, we'll do that. All right, Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show District 2. It's always a pleasure to have him on. We've we've sent out a a text and uh, shot up a flare. We haven't heard anything from Chris Corbett yet, so we're not sure where he is right now. He was supposed to be joining us today, but Robert Steinbach is in the studio. He's the law professor over at the Bowen School of Law, and uh, I wanted to have him here today because the law is going to play a big part in what we're going to talk about here in this next uh, hour. Let's start off with Hunter Biden. Uh, He shows up at court with his defense team. The prosecution team is there. And uh, the judge asks him, explain what's going on with this uh, deal that you guys have made. And from that point on, everything went downhill for the Biden team. I mean, it all fell apart right in front of their very eyes. Can you kind of give us a, uh, uh, an everyday man's kind of view of what happened with that, uh, Robert?
3: Yeah, as as I understand it, of course. Yeah. Um, Biden uh, made a deal with the prosecutors, or, or so he thought, and <clears throat> two issues. One, uh, does he have immunity for everything they have been investigating? And the judge sa- asks both parties, the prosecutor and the Biden attorneys, uh, this grant of immunity, it's for everything the government been looking into or just the
1: gun charges and the tax charges? Or is there more you're looking into? That was another question that came up.
3: Well, that's related, right? The notion is, uh, is there other stuff that they have on the table that uh, the government's looking into that is not covered by this immunity? Agreement? <clears throat> government said, oh, no, this only covers the tax charges and the gun charges. And Biden said, oh, no, this covers anything and everything.
0: Uh-oh. So that's
3: a kind of a bi- uh, big difference in understanding. I would
1: say so. That's the difference between going over a little two-lane bridge and going over a superhighway bridge.
3: That's exactly right. Um, and that, that the parties didn't agree on that. And I don't know whose fault it is, uh, obviously, but uh, that's a huge divide.
1: Yeah, a, a big, big divide. Yeah, and,
3: and that should never have happened.
1: And it all fell apart.
3: Yeah, and then in addition, <clears throat> they said on on the uh, gun charges, it was what you call a diversion program, which simply means you don't get charged with anything, and you do some, you know, I don't know, let's call it community service. I don't know if they had community service or something else, but whatever it was, it was, you know, no no charge, no conviction, no jail time.
1: Not even a slap on the wrist, <clears throat> Yeah, it's really. nothing.
3: It's nothing. And... <clears throat> Of course, by the way, let me add in that in virtually no other context would, would you see this, right? Because particularly for the leftists, for the Dems, uh, there's no uh, compromise on guns. If you're charged with a gun crime, you do the time. Mm-hmm. That's what they tell you. Yeah. Unless you're Joe Biden's son. Yeah,
1: unless your last name is Biden.
3: Right, exactly. Unless you're uh, crack baby Biden. And so uh, um, he gets his diversion charge. And what happens with diversion charges and really any kind of settlement in which the person gets his record clean uh, after a period of good behavior is what happens in that quiet period if the person does something wrong? Well then the prosecutor has to go to the court (coughs) and say well this person violated the terms of the agreement so the agreement is being pulled. Uh, and then, of course, the judge uh, ultimately decides that, but they only, the, the prosecutor only has to prove that by preponderance of the evidence. In other words, the prosecutor, let's say they have a deal. You uh, are free of the gun crimes uh, if you don't commit any crime uh, at all, let's say, just to keep it simple, within the next year. So let's say he's alleged to have a committed a crime six months later. He doesn't have to be convicted of that crime. The prosecutor goes into court and said, well, he got arrested on this different crime. And therefore, we want you to pull the agreement when it comes to the gun settlement. And all the prosecutor has to do is prove to that judge by a preponderance of the evidence that Hunter committed that crime. And they pull the agreement. Even if later on down the road, Hunter doesn't get convicted on that subsequent crime. That's the process. Okay. So the agreement that the parties came up with was not that. They said instead of having that prosecutor, the future prosecutor, which would be a U.S. attorney, right, uh, which works for the Justice Department, uh, make that initial determination, they wanted the judge to handle it from the get. Well, the problem is, as the judge pointed out, well, how do I handle it from the get? Because I'm a judge. I don't make prosecutorial decisions. That's correct. That's a problem with separation of powers. And why did they want that? Why did the Biden team want that? And by the way, how could the Justice Department agree to it? And the answer to both of those questions is the same. Because the hacks were afraid that if Trump won the next election, well, you're going to get a prosecutor who's not going to give such a sweetheart deal to Biden baby and therefore uh, might prosecute him if he violates the terms of the agreement. Uh, so they wanted to take it out of the hands of the Justice Department. Well, that's, that's not fair how fair. government works, right? <laughs> so they have a, now we have a politicized uh, Justice Department that's worried that the future is going to be a politicized Justice Department. Hello, pot,
1: what kettles bit, on the phone. What a big surprise. Yeah,
3: pot, kettles on the phone, like to talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. Just such hypocrisy.
1: Well, yeah, it's a so lot ju- of that.
3: Oh, yeah. So the judge said, Go fix this, go fix this. So we don't know what's going to happen
1: yet. Yeah, they're saying that it could take six or eight weeks to get this uh, straightened out uh, in in the court. It'll be interesting to see what's going on now <laughs> with this. There's all kinds of other stuff going on too, and and and, and who is it bleeding into? It's bleeding into the presidency now. To President Joe Biden. Remember, ever since before he started to run for president, he said he had nothing to do. He had no idea what was going on with his son and his business dealings. You remember all that, right? Oh, of course. I mean, I'm, nobody can forget that. He's, he said it on and on and on ad infinitum until... Yesterday, and that's when Jean Pierre uh, and I don't. She didn't come back and say she had misspoke herself. She said that the president wanted everybody to understand that he was not in business with his son. Now they changed the whole story at that point. So either the president was lying before. Well, bottom line it comes down, he was lying. But Bottom line, he's been lying about all of this. And I was reading what Turley had to say about it, and he said this really opens up a fast lane for impeachment protocols. Now, can you explain about what uh, the speaker is saying when he says, when he brings up impeachment and he, he uses another word with it? What's that? Um, and I'm trying to th- remember what the word is. I don't have the story in front of me. Uh, where? He, What's the idea? They would start, that? well, that they can open up an investigation on whether the president should be impeached. I didn't realize yeah. there was a an investigation. Well, I thought they just brought up that they need to impeach him no, and no. they brought they it up in always, front of it.
3: The, 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 the House can always have a committee uh, determine whether charges should be brought. And I actually think they did that with Trump. I mean, it was... Pardon the term, trumped up, but I think they had a committee meeting first, hearings, uh, and then they issue the indictment. That indictment is the impeachment, right? And then the and then the, and then, then it the, moves to the Senate. Well, right. Then the House votes on whether t- to uh, so the committee proposes the House votes whether to indict. If the House votes yes, then it goes to the Senate for trial. Right? Yeah,
1: and then they they try the whole thing. So right. it's going to be interesting uh, on this because. Evidently, because the, the, uh, because the president lied about this, it it makes the I don't know the weapons weaponization committee and all these other committees that are looking into this uh, and they're finding uh, money uh, that was paid to you know Biden's family and to Biden and they they can add it with this. You know, ten twenty three, and they can prove that ten twenty three and what the guy said uh, is true. Uh, it really starts opening up the the avenues that we might see in impeachment. What is your thought on that?
3: As you know, the impeachment process ultimately is a political process. So the always, press, right? That's right. I mean, there was a legal component to it, but it is ultimately a, a, a political process. And so that's. Ultimately, as such, a political question, will the Republicans decide to impeach? Certainly the, uh, the more uh, conservative wing of the party, the, the patriot wing, and I use that as a proper term, right, um, is more intent on impeaching. Uh, and so if I had to guess, my guess is yes. But it's, it, I think it's a tough call, actually.
1: Well, I think that I think McCarthy has done a pretty good job. Of saying, look, we got to get this, take this through all of the steps. Let's just not let's not get over our skis or get in front of ourselves. Let's do this uh, in 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 the way that it should be done. So when everybody looks at what we're doing, they can see why we're doing what we're doing.
3: Right. Well, of course, that's a smart move, right?
1: I would think yeah. it is because if they just jump out there and say we're going to impeach the president. Uh, The left is going to throw up all of their typical uh, arguments against it and say that Republicans are just out to get the president. I I had to laugh yesterday at uh, the former senator from Missouri, McCaskill, saying, I can't believe the Republicans are going after Joe Biden because he loves his son. Did you hear that?
0: Well— this They're going a, right, after Joe Biden right, because why, he right, loves that's his
3: son. Yeah, I mean, this is just a typical nonsense. Um, I filed, uh, I'll give you an analogy. I have a case against uh, Game and Fish uh, because Game and Fish don't let people carry guns into the office at the gun range in Mayflower.
1: What a silly thing.
3: I mean, you just, you can't make that up. I, if if I, I wrote a fiction script for a movie and put that in there you know what the producers were saying go back i don't need science fiction we got enough right, right nonsense this is not believable this is not a comedy right so um the uh, and i filed it in faulkner county and they uh, moved to dismiss it saying it belongs in pulaski well i went in and i said well first of all if it belongs in pulaski and we don't care if it's in Pulaski or Faulkner. We thought it belonged in Faulkner um,
1: because that's where the gun range is.
3: Right, exactly. Um, then, then just move it to Pulaski, right? So don't dismiss the case. Why would you dismiss right, it? Right, right. So I mean, it's just kind of made up a lo- uh, uh, notion that you would dismiss it. So um, the court said, okay, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna move it. So the other side, uh, Game and Fish, writes up a draft order, and they say. Uh, In the draft order, they say case dismissed and transferred to Pulaski County. So I wrote back. I said, well, you can't do that. You can't dismiss a case and then transfer it. How do you end a case and then transfer it?
1: Yeah, it's either ended or it's not.
3: Right. So all the court has to do is say "It's, it's moved, it's transferred. So then they wrote back, it's indecipherable. I have no idea what they're even saying. Well, Steinbock says we weren't allowed to bring a motion to dismiss uh, because it got transferred. I didn't say that. I said that the resolution is it's not dismissed because it can't be dismissed and (laughs) transferred. (laughs) So this is the same thing. It's like, well, the president loves his son, (laughs) and that's why you're going. Like the two clauses have no connection whatsoever. No, you can't dismiss the case and transfer it. Yes, you can still love your son, and that's got nothing to do with our criticism of your awful behavior and your son's even more awful behavior.
1: All right, back with you. Let's uh, get back to talking what we were talking about. Uh, the, a lot of stuff have, has happened about the Hunter Biden uh, story this week. One, the, the plea deal crumbled. Right in front of the judge. I mean, just crumbled. Came, came down Humpty Dumpty style, okay? That's what happened. Then on top of that, uh, you've got the, uh, uh, the president's press secretary saying, hey, yeah, well, we won't pardon him. And, of course, Chris has explained how that might all work. And then last but not least, they changed their whole story this week. Remember that President Biden has been saying that he had no idea about the business dealings that were going on with Hunter. And then yesterday, uh, Jean-Pierre comes out and says uh, the president has not been working with Hunter Biden. So that means that Maybe he did know about all of this, but he'd been lying about it since the very beginning. And and I got to tell you, this has got a lot of people up in arms now. You lied about this for months. For months you lied about this, and now you want us to even believe anything that you say. So but, it's kind of get interesting.
3: Dave, so you think that anything that comes out of... Joe Biden's mouth, first of all, is connected to his brain. And <laughs> second of all, uh, uh, is true? It may be true by coincidence. You know, a blind boar finds a truffle in the woods every once in a while. Yeah. Of course, or here a broken in Arkansas. Or Yeah, yeah right. That. Or in Arkansas, it's a squirrel and a nut. Um, and they got plenty of nuts in D.C. So, uh, yeah, it's – I don't believe anything he says.
1: Well, but this is the thing. He's been lying to the American public. Day in, day out. Yes. Now will the wake will, up, will, man? Yeah. Will the, yes! now will the, I have known I this. I know you right? know it. But the 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 whole thing will the American public understand that uh,
3: uh, half of them will and half won't because they don't care because they hate uh, Trump and they hate uh, Republicans and the other half um, know he's a liar uh, and won't vote for him. For a variety of reasons, some most legitimate, maybe a few not so, but irrespective, he no good.
1: But there's no doubt about that. I mean, he's been lying, Chris. There's oh yeah. No doubt. And um, he and he got caught in it as soon as he said that, yeah. or not, or Jean Pierre said it. Uh, Turley was writing a column, and I, I guess he was writing it as she was talking about it, and it was because it looked like. Like, he went dead stop, and then he started off on this, and he just tore the White House up about <laughs> it.
4: He went well, he went off on it. If you had an aggressive federal prosecutor under uh, the this code that everybody whines about, it's 18 United States Code 1001. Falsifies, conceals, or covers up any trick, scheme, or device of a material fact. Boom. All you got to do is get a federal agent to go question some of these folks, and if they lie they go going to jail. Yeah. But well, are they going to do that? Who's in control of the DOJ? So they going to put those people on the stand under oath?
1: And see, that's where this comes in where McCarthy yes. at the beginning of the week said, maybe we start, we got to start pushing through the, the the committees that we have and looking at impeachment.
4: Yeah, that now. Uh,
1: now that's getting serious when that is mentioned. I
4: think they're playing a, a game of delay. Uh I don't know if anybody wants um, Kamala Harris as our president. But <laughs> but if if I was a Democratic, Demo- you know, the party of the Democrats uh, strategery here, why not have Biden resign or whatever right before the impeachment? Kamala Harris becomes president for a couple months. Whoa. There's some – there's some uh, – n- uh, Machinations going on inside the Democratic Party that are huge right now, exploring all options. But and they, it's scary. They, it, it's surely, scary.
1: surely they would understand, just as the Republicans did when Nixon resigned, yeah. that they were going to get creamed in the next election,
4: hundred percent.
1: And they got and, and Ford got beat. That's of course, right. Ford didn't That's help right. himself.
3: Yeah, but you know that was oh, I, I think one goes. of the closest elections. Uh, Ford uh, barely lost that election, right? Now yeah. And and there was something that occurred. Was Nixon pardoned? Was Nixon pardoned? no? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he did get was pardoned
1: Ford after pardoned Ford. Yeah, once Ford was so made president.
4: If Trump's convicted, then it's gonna you know a former president. How can he not get a pardon? Okay, too? so
1: that brings up the big question yeah. here. Yesterday, Trump's team met with the prosecuting team that's oh, uh, wow. going after him uh, about the. Uh, all of the, the records that he had and things. And it looks like they're going to bring charges against him about this. This would be what his his fifth indictment? Something I, I, like I, that? I,
2: I, I truly lost track.
1: How, how far can they go before somebody's going to bring up the subject about can Trump even be on the ballot?
4: Yeah, that's going to be it. Well, he can be, though. There's no dispute that he can he be been convicted yet, right? Even no, if, it, if they a, got they set the trial in May, though, didn't they?
3: <coughs> I don't think there was any federal prohibition on him running if he's convicted.
1: Well, can, you, state can pro- a felon run for president? I
3: think so. Yeah. There was a state prohibition on voting. Uh, I don't think there's a state a federal prohibition on voting, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, a <laughs> felon can run. That's sure.
0: interesting. We got
1: to start looking into that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got yeah, to <laughs> on that
3: out. He'll serve from jail.
1: You know, like Gotti? Yeah,
3: exactly. Like, um,
1: it's uh, no, the whole thing's hilarious. We're like from in Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. It's it's this has gotten weird. Mm-hmm. This is getting really, really weird. And the corruption it, runs And deep. even if they took him off the ballot, how many people would write his name
4: in? Yeah. Oh man, he's got he's got millions of supporters. No doubt about it. I'm one of them. I want him to run. I want him him back in there. And the reason is, is, you know, he's got um, the panache to do the right thing. Um, The way the message is delivered matters. Trump delivers his message uh, in a very strong manner when he wants to deal with China. You know, you can shut this fentanyl down right now. Fentanyl is a this chemical that's produced. You gotta have precursors. You gotta and have, they f-
1: build the precursors. They
4: build the precursors and they ship tons of it, metric tons of it to Mexico.
1: To it's the c- cartels. Yeah. And we know to the cartels.
4: Yeah. And it's it's streaming over our, our, our borders. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a, killing people. It's poison. People. It's poison.
1: Yeah. And it's killing people. Yeah. But what do we what do we do with China? I mean, everybody talks about China. But nobody really wants to do anything about China. Strong
4: man, it goes back to Roosevelt.
1: And let's let's talk about China for a moment. Here's what China has said in the last few weeks. Hey, look, we're going to cut you guys off from those rare earth metals (laughs) uh, in the next year that you need to be able to build these complex chips that you're going to be building in these new chip factories that Uh you have, and uh, you know. The president didn't come out and say, I wouldn't do that if I were you because you're going to get off on the wrong foot with us. He didn't come out and say anything like that. He he plays tit for tat with them without any problem. He doesn't doesn't seem like he finds it s- serious enough. Uh, so they give us a year for the, the whole thing about the chips. Well, here's the thing. They don't give us the minerals. We don't build the chips, so we can't give you chips because we can't build build the chips without the minerals. But the biggest problem is we have the minerals under the earth in the United States, and the left continues to fight to keep us from mining the very minerals that we need to build the chips that will put us one up on the Chinese. Right, that's
4: right. Um, Thank well, you, lefties. Yeah, it's well. If it's it's just like that old. Uh, uh, Japanese general said when they attacked, after he attacked Pearl Harbor, he, he literally said, he said, I, we, we poked a bear. We've awoken the giant. And we've opened the sleeping giant. Yeah. And uh, uh, we can do it if but, we have to. But let's
1: also, let's also remember what the uh, general of the military in China said back when Bush was president, L.A. or Taipei. Mm. What's you going to stand for? That's a serious threat. That's
4: not. That's a neat little saying. That
1: was a threat. Yeah. That that's not, you know, being being uh, nice. That Ah. that is that's a threat. Okay, you guys want to stand for Taiwan? Fine.
4: So if we bomb L.A., is it worth it? Ooh. Well, you got to carry a big stick. Speak softly. Yeah. And then call on the. That's where Teddy came in. Yeah, man, it it matters. I mean there's a
1: lot of stuff happening in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people really understand how yeah. ser- serious a lot of this stuff that's going on. We've got a cancer in our own country that for whatever reason half of the country refuses to deal with. And I'm talking about Biden. Mm-hmm. He's a cancer on this nation right now,
4: and yeah. they refuse to deal with him. It's um it's a sad state of affairs when when you watch these these this footage of him Speaking, and he's just not with it. He's just not there. And foreign countries know that they look, they watch it too.
0: Yeah.
1: Last that I knew, if you watch CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, it goes all over the world. <laughs> everybody can see it. All right, and if and, and they're not gaslighting everybody,
4: they're just right. trying to gaslight you, the voter. That's all they're trying to do. Oh yeah, it's hard to stay well informed these days on the issues because they're hiding the ball. No,
1: oh, it's terrible. It's a big. This, you know, well, this they're big, not
4: even hiding it at times.
1: They yeah. just deny. Look, they they are on Bill Clinton deniability on steroids. Deny, <laughs> deny, deny. They they're doing that on steroids right now over on the Biden side. All right, break, and then we'll be back and we'll talk further about. All the things that are going on, and they're ser- it's serious stuff, folks. I'm just telling you, it is really serious stuff. Yeah, all right, so let me come back to you, Chris. Yes, sir. So we, we've heard, we've found out that the president was lying to us. I mean, we all felt like he was lying to us, but now it's been proven he's lying to us because Jean-Pierre said that the president never worked for his son. They changed the, everything that they had been saying about it, that, you got the president saying, "Hey, look, I I won't pardon my son." He said that now. Uh, we've got Hunter Biden and his plea deal falling apart, and as you made statement uh, a minute ago, don't don't be holding your breath to see Hunter in in orange. I'm hoping, but I know I'm hoping against hope. And uh, we've got the Speaker of the House mentioning, you know. They might have to look at impeachment because of all the information now that is coming forth. How does all this play out before November when people have got to say that they're going to run for office and stuff?
4: Yeah, it's it's going to be wild to see how this plays out. And um, we need more aggressive prosecutors if they've truly, uh, you know, broken the law. It's hard. It goes deep into... What did you know, and when did you know it? Yeah, that's and then uh,
1: Sam Irvin and yeah when they went after Nixon. Okay,
4: that's the question. That's right. What did you know? and When did you know it? And then when did you stop knowing? Oh it? yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, just for a moment, just <laughs> just a little thought experiment. How do I prove what you know right now, and when did you know it? How do I prove what what's in your mind? And uh, you've got to have you've got to pin them down. Under oath, with some questions, and then that goes to that uh, eighteen ninety six Code one thousand one. Are you lying to a federal agent? And um, it'll take time. And then there's you know political games being played. Oof. Yeah, is, is Hunter Biden going to get a special deal? You bet he's going to get a special deal. He's the president's son. Come on,
1: Robert. I'll let you belly up to the microphone here
3: well we talked about this before the break i'd offer though, you right? a beer
1: but i can't because the fcc
3: yeah um <laughs> we talked about it before the break as well look it's i don't believe anything joe biden says uh and i certainly and he's demonstrated particularly when it comes to hunter biden that that he hasn't been telling the truth and he continues not to tell the truth so he'll pardon
1: okay all right so they pardon him but what does that – if he pardons his son, does that turn the American electorate against him?
3: Well, that's one of the reasons I think they, they'd really like to kick this down the road because if he gets reelected, then, then it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Right. It's only if it occurs before the election.
1: Unless the Republicans hold the House.
3: No, they can impeach him all they want. Um, uh, the 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 only The only relevance is whether – uh, biden senior can kick the issue down the road enough uh, past the november election
0: the
1: only reason richard nixon resigned as president of the united states is because republicans deserted him when it looked like he was going to get impeached yeah, and, they said, and they said they were said they had they had going to yeah. they were going to vote for his impeachment right. at that point he knew he had to get out right. <laughs> Do you see any Democrats that are willing to do that, like Republicans did with Richard Nixon? No. <laughs> <coughs> Have we come that far in our country that truth means nothing to us any longer? And well, if that's the yeah. case, what does that say about our republic?
3: Well, they, right. Every uh, uh, that's what they've said about uh, every. Um, Impeachment since on both sides, right? Is that uh, they're politically motivated? Um, and uh,
1: but it's always political. It's always political. It's a political you know.
3: process, that's yeah. for sure. <clears throat> that's for sure.
1: I'm worried about the republic. I'll be yeah. honest. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm at right now because I'm seeing people not, from either party sometimes not willing to stand up for the truth.
3: Look, this is what I, you know, I went to this Constitution camp the other day. How how was that? It was fantastic. Put on by Jennifer Lancaster, her group, actually, the uh, Saline. And that's how I pronounce it, (laughs) Saline. And the Saline friend of mine. He's so stubborn. Yeah. Friend of mine said, Saline. I said, to you it might be. To me, it's Saline. So put on by the Saline County Women's Group. And it was really nice. Uh, and I talked about the Freedom of Information Act. Incidentally, I'll tell you a, a funny story. We may have to do it. Well, I you don't know if time. we
1: have time. You, uh, you got two minutes.
3: Okay, I'll tell the story after the break. I'll okay. Because uh, uh, it'll take longer. Uh, but um, I talked about the Freedom of Information Act, meaning you were just saying, and Dave, well, we've got to get to the truth. Um, and we know that bad bill that uh, luckily failed in the House this past session. Well, one of their arguments was, Well, uh, they want uh, deliberative documents. Don't worry. You'll find out when the government comes out with a new policy because, of course, they're going to publicize that new policy because otherwise how could people comply with it? But you don't need the the deliberative documents going into it. Uh, That's exactly what we need. (laughs) We got a bunch of bureau hacks making decisions about what we're going to be doing, and then we're told this is our decision, and – We couldn't have any input because we didn't know it was happening. It's exactly the opposite of what should be happening.
1: Well, it's what I said right from the very beginning. You cannot say and deal with FOIA, which is all about transparency in a non-transparent way. Well, Exactly. And that's exactly what they're trying to do.
3: Tim Griffin presented before me, and he said um, that he, as the AG, represents the government, um, not individuals. He's right problem is I represent individuals,
1: uh-huh.
3: okay? And I represent.
1: And do we want this to happen?
3: Well, but this is the point, right? Like, I'm not worried about the government being represented. I'm not worried about um, the government having enough power. I'm worried about knowing what they do and that individuals have access to that information.
1: We can't give our consent if we have no idea what we're consenting
3: well, to. And there's a, it, it, build on that. No government that is unchecked will remain safe.
1: That's exactly right. I'm I not agree. looking for
3: the destruction of government, but I'll tell you this. Government is an animal like any wild animal. And if it's set free to do as it wishes without containment, it will destroy us.
1: All right, with that, we take a break. We had a, uh, uh, a death, uh, a couple of deaths this week, in <laughs> fact. Uh, Mark Lowry is being uh, put lying in state at the Capitol today. I understand that his, they moved in his, uh, his casket as we were speaking in that last hour.
0: Tom. 501-823-0965. The Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM. The Answer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, bad news for eagle fans Randy Messner died uh, now he hadn't been with band for a long time uh, he, he left the the reason that he left was that he and Glenn Fry had a terrible fight one time uh, backstage I mean they got at it they they were they were punching really? what, what
4: was each the other out
1: when was the guitarist yeah well, what happened you know fry was a singer yeah. and guitarist and so was Messner. mesonner wrote a lot of the early uh, Eagles stuff. He wrote that song. Their life in the fast lane. That's him singing that song. In fact, uh, I saw the Eagles before they were ever the Eagles. They were the backing band for Linda Ronstadt. They were the what it, the Stone Ponies? Remember that? Remember Stone Ponies? Don't remember that. You one. and I marched to a the beat Eagle. of a different drum. Remember that the Eagles
4: song? Eagles in, in concert.
1: Yeah, I saw them in concert too it's here not too long ago. It's One of the when best concerts. I saw I've them at the Hell. Hell Freezes Over tour nice. where they said they'd never go back and play together again until Hell was, Freezes Over. I think this and was they in did. the nineties. They're they're tremendous. Yeah. I mean they they were tremendous. They're a tremendous groups, still are uh today, but uh Mesner was one of the original founding members oh, okay. of, of the of the Eagles. He just passed and, away. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Passed away yesterday and, and that's a loss to rock and roll. It really, yeah. really is. Sinead O'Connor died yesterday as well. That it, was a loss to rock and it roll. It
4: was. You know what's interesting? I saw a, a brief little clip of her hammering the Catholic Church. Oh,
1: yeah. She was saying stuff that nobody wanted to admit to back in the 90s. Yeah. About they, priests being shuffled around and everything.
4: crucified her for it.
1: Yes, they did.
4: Uh, but she was yeah. right on point.
1: They almost took away, almost took away her career. Yeah. They yeah. didn't, didn't succeed completely it was so sad I was reading some things that she had posted on her social media because her son died
4: oh I didn't know that. yeah
1: yeah he passed uh, away and it really tore her heart out no doubt about it and she said
4: struggling with some yeah well
1: she didn't she didn't commit suicide as far as I've read thus far it doesn't look that way Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me because if you listen to what she wrote you could hear the pain in in her her pencil really what wow. she was writing you mm-hmm. know as far as it goes
4: what i i didn't know her son passed away is it yeah. was it tragic i mean all of a sudden or what yeah
1: was it? it was it was killed in a, a car accident oh, i believe gosh. and 17 years old and oh, no. i guess they had a very close mother and, and son mm-hmm. relationship and it was very 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 difficult for her
4: i was i was stunned when i saw the little i mean she was it was she even She's well, only was she was singing it. She was singing it and showed a picture of the Pope, and said, yeah. "You know, there's some issues here," and, he, and she just didn't have the traction that it got now with the movie that came out and some of these other things. You remember
1: the shirt that she used to wear that had was it Pope John Paul? Oh on yeah, the front of it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember a lot of that that went down. She was being uh, just truthful with people. Nobody wanted to hear it at the time. Yeah. Nobody believed it. At that's the right time. that's right and then people started looking into it and found out lo and behold it was true it really yeah. was but anyway when i was in college this was in 72 uh-huh. flats and scrugs came to play
4: now who's that i don't know who this flats is.
1: is bluegrass group
4: oh i gotta check this out great, you gotta text stuff, that to me you know
1: they i love they're, bluegrass oh, well, they're really they're a fantastic group okay and, Flats uh, and scrubs flats and Scruggs. Yeah. okay you'll you'll if you hear them once you'll you'll want some of their music I'll All tell right. you that if you like bluegrass and Do the like the, bluegrass. the the opening act for them yeah. was a young woman that I had I only heard of by a song that she had out that time that was starting to move up the charts called The Different Drum. Yeah. And, uh, and um, in fact uh, can you bring that up uh, for us here? Uh, Linda Ronstadt is who I'm talking about. And the group that backed her up was the the Eagles. Was, oh, no kidding. It was Fry and Henley and Masaneer and those guys. They were the Stone Ponies is uh, who that was uh, at the time. Yeah, Linda Ronstadt, uh, different drum. You know, well, I'll, pl- I'll play a little bit of it for folks that don't remember a, a it. A buddy
4: of mine has, has turned me on to bluegrass, and I've been making fun of him. I listen to a lot of 80s. Yeah, and he's, he's hair he's, band stuff. Yeah, he's hard. He's hardcore. Um, I mean, he's always been a Christian, but he's hardcore religious now, and he just doesn't like the, the the, the words and some of the eighty songs. will yeah. like, well, doesn't listen to it anymore. Well, and, I can kind of
1: uh, understand why cherry pie might turn him off. Yeah,
4: exactly. So, but he. But I've been making fun of him from years about bluegrass. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Show, tell, can you send me some songs. I'll be open to this bluegrass. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Oh
1: yeah, it's excellent. It's great. Now you're
4: saying Scruggs and Slats or what?
1: (laughs) Earl of Scruggs. Yeah. Anyway, here is Linda. You remember this song?
0: Come on
4: now.
2: Now
1: the band behind her. That's the Eagles. Nice. Who's playing for? Now, do you remember that song?
4: I like it. Never heard it. Never heard it. I'm too old.
1: <laughs> Robert, I'm too old, brother. You heard that song. You're sitting over there bouncing your head to it. I
3: have heard that song on an That was Aldi her station. first big hit. On an oldie station.
1: Yeah, of I've course never heard on it. an oldie station. Absolutely.
4: My go-to is uh, the 80s, Leonard Skinner, that kind of jazz. Okay, Flats and
1: Scruggs. Bring up oh. Flats and Scruggs to, real quick. and um, That's where uh, I buy I my shoes,
3: that. at Flats and Scruggs. <laughs>
1: Alright, so Flats and Scruggs you find, find them here, gotta find them We're looking for them They are of course a bluegrass uh, group There they are Is that them over there? Yeah, there's, that's Flats and Sharp I don't know who that is I have no
4: idea uh, who that uh, is you Spell that as F-L-A-T-S Flats, uh, F-L-A-T-S. Okay. and
1: Scruggs S-C-R-U-G-G-S
4: Well you turned me on to I didn't even know about E-L-O I've been listening to a <laughs> oh, while. Wow. Yeah, I just didn't know. Yeah. I'm hooked on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So ahead. I was.
1: Play that right here. Here's Foggy Mountain Breakdown. We'll just play a little bit oh. of this. Get it. Oh, we got to wait. It's playing a commercial for us. Then we'll bring it. Here we go.
0: Kick it up. Yeehaw!
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Come on, Steve. Let's do a little, little dancing over there. You know, Flash and Scruggs. <laughs> pass the, pass the jar. There's some banjo for you, brother. Now you'll remember that song from Bonnie and Clyde, the movie. Fade Dunaway awesome. and, uh, and of course, it. fiddle. Oh put the bring the fiddle up. Come on. Charlie Daniels used to play this all the time. The I love them. All right, enough of that. Anyway, they were com- they had come in to-, to Morehead State University to play. Yeah. Linda Ronstadt opened for them and then sang uh, Silver Thread and Golden Needles with them. And it was great stuff. And uh, the reason we went down this rabbit hole is that Randy Messner passed away. And he was one of the instrumental starters of the Eagles with Don Henley, and uh, he loved bluegrass, and they ended up playing the back uh, as the Stone Ponies for uh, Lindy Rothstein. Nice.
4: Now you got me hooked. I got to go get some. Do they have like a... a,
1: a Oh, they got a compilation. You can get the the greatest greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. Orange Blossom Special, all that. Good stuff. If you ever want to go to a great bluegrass festival, there's one here in Arkansas, I know yeah. that they have. But I'm talking you want to see the big big names of bluegrass. Right. Go to Cave Run in okay. in in uh, Eastern Kentucky. They nice. have a huge bluegrass festival there every year and it's well worth your time to go. Go see it, go for bluegrass the, go in for the, the morning. Yes. bluegrass all the way into the night.
4: So, uh, I've got some friends that are putting together or trying to put together some big stuff for the solar eclipse next April. Well, that's going to be cool. So, yeah, they're big. They're big time on event putting together events. I'm telling them they need to get some land and do it for a couple of days. And so, you know, the, yeah, the, the eclipse is going to come through on a Monday. So, but you can have that weekend. You can have a full blown um, solar eclipse. You know. Holiday, a solar eclipse event, with some with some good bands. All
1: right. So yesterday or day before, I'm not sure. Bo Bergdahl, remember that guy?
4: Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. him well. The Where's American soldier who
1: was captured in Afghanistan, later traded for five Taliban leaders by uh, 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 our president. Yeah. Uh, in a prisoner exchange has had his desertion conviction vacated Oh wow! Really? after a federal judge said the original case could have been clouded by a conflict of interest. Now, I've got to tell you what. I don't know who this judge is, <coughs> but he must have voted for Obama or Obama put him into the, the office. U- come on. U- uh, U.S. District Judge Reggie Walton vacated the desertion conviction for Bergdahl. Uh, Under President Barack Obama, Bergdahl was traded for five Taliban leaders who had been detained in Guantanamo Bay, according to Walton, because military judge Jeffrey Nance did not disclose he had an application to be an immigration judge under then-President Donald Trump. Nance's proceeding over Bergdahl's trial could be construed as a conflict of interest, now, wait a second what? let me let me ask this question. Uh, this happened during the time that Obama was the was the, he was was the president by george w. bush, okay, so interest and then this guy gets rid of throws out his conviction mm-hmm. because this guy put in an application when Trump was president, not when not when uh you know, the other president is in there. What what difference does it make that he put in an application for another president? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, it makes
4: no sense to me we, at all. Uh, We've got to remember this Bergdahl, cat. Didn't uh, uh, several members of his company?
1: People were killed, killed trying, trying to rescue him. go for him, yeah. yeah. Yes.
4: That's um, a tragedy. Yeah. So if you ever run
1: into Bo Bergdahl, say you're still a traitor. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Cuz I, I see the guy as being a traitor. I, I always will see him as being a traitor. It's just like the guy that Patton slapped in World War 2. Yeah. There's no reason to sit inside a tent with men who have their legs blown off and say that you can't go out and fight because your nerves are shot.
4: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, I mean that's why Patton slapped him. Oh yeah. The guy was from Lowell, Indiana. I know I know him personally. I've interviewed him.
4: Oh, wow, really?
1: And I had him on my radio show up there. And uh, just, a, just a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Well, wow. there was a lot of people couldn't handle what was going on, man. That's right. They just got on with it because they had to.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. But I don't get it why this guy put in a a form, an application to be an immigration judge under Trump. Why that gets rid of a decision made during the time that Obama's the, the the president? I just don't get it. I'll have to do a lot of digging to try to figure out that how why. So, uh, that, so
4: I guess he, so. He he hired an attorney or something to to vacate his sentencing.
1: Well, I would think so. Yeah, you know, just recently. Um, I don't. I don't see how a judge can get involved with something that's dealing in the military with with. Uh, the uh, UMCJ? I don't yeah, understand that. United States that. Military Code of Justice. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand.
4: Um, there, you know, there was a motion recently filed that was denied to what they call vacate a conviction for this judge in Faulkner County, Judge Dimaggio, that got.
1: I saw that. Yeah, just the was, other day it was
4: denied. Maybe there's some sort of way to con- you know seal your record or something. But it was a, a motion to vacate his convictions with the Latin term "nunc pro tunc which means this for that um it's a how uh, is that pronounced Nunk pro-tunk the first time i saw it wasn't
1: there a country song about
4: that (laughs) yeah it's for now as for then and um the judge denied (laughs) it um uh, know
1: people were line dancing to a song like that
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying well that latin stuff's interesting um but, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm stunned that he got that because you have to put that in. You have to go back in time to where we were and at what time it was going on. And, and, then, so and the judge didn't have his
1: app- what, his application in until several yeah. years later.
4: Interesting.
3: What the crap?
1: Yeah. I don't get it. But they were always trying to figure out a way to get Bergdahl off. I mean, oh, yeah. oh man, they were going left and right trying to get him off. And you know now that he threw that um, he threw threw this out. That means that he'll get, I guess, back pay oh, for all a- of the money that they took away from him because.
4: Oh, that's what's going on. There it is, Dave. You nailed it. That's exactly what's going on. The reason he needed that. That thing vacated. is so his benefits. Yeah, his benefits,
1: absolutely. Holy smokes. And this has been many, many years, which means many, many denials. You know, yeah. a whole a lot, lot of Greek coins going out over there. <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah. That's what's happening. Uh, did you guys get to see the lady who testified who in front of the uh, uh, House committee? About what it was like that uh, of their cha- changing it at Penn University in front of this Leah Thomas. What are they doing? Well, Leah Thomas, okay. the, the the guy who was on the women's swim team. <clears throat> oh, they. She testified, and and here's here's the key. She is she was sexually abused when she was younger, so now she had to change in front of a man that. Had all the attributes of a man.
4: Yeah,
1: eighteen times a week.
4: Oh gosh,
1: eighteen times a week, and uh, said that the uh, university told him, "Hey, he's going to be part of the, the the women's swim team, whether you like it or not. There's nothing you can do about it, and you need to be basically just sit down and shut up." This is this is just egregious. Behavior by this uh, university, and I would hope that uh, if you're a parent and you were thinking about sending your child, especially if they are an athlete, to this university, you would tell them to stick it. Now, I mean, it, it was a terrible, terrible story, when she was talking about that, and are they still doing I don't it?
4: get it. Are they still letting this guy?
1: Well, he's not part of the. Uh, did he graduate? Why so he moved on, yeah. You know? I think he oh. moved on if I'm oh. not mistaken. I'm not sure. I'm looking for yeah. the the exact story on this. But what was amazing, uh the scandal and sat in front of this this uh this group of uh elected officials talking about this and can you imagine this I forget how tall she was five four or something like that. He's six three. And he's right next to her. She said, "When they had to get uh, changed, the girls would go like into the the bathroom and close the door. Go get inside their lockers and close the and no kidding and put on the clothes and stuff because
4: they don't want to get naked in How front of this guy. How
1: does this dude live with himself? How That's dude,
4: a pretty good question. Yeah, I have just, to there's say, there's some kind of mental. There's something wrong here. It's just some, what is, what possesses a dude to want to do this? Yeah." Uh, um,
1: because he wanted to win, do you know that yeah. his time was like the five hundred and first winning time <laughs> against men? He
2: was yeah. ranked. Or, yeah, then uh,
4: then he's number one in females.
3: Yeah, he was ranked around four twenty, I think, uh, for um, for it's men, just ignorant. and then he was number one for women. For women, and then they say, oh, but there's no, you know, there's no difference, Why right? Does this dude well, sleep at night? It, you know, my concern is with. The bureau hacks, yeah, who rubber stamp
0: all this? You're, you're, well, you're right, the, you're right on it, Rob. The,
3: their kids ain't in, in in the showers. That's right, with uh, with him, um, but and they're putting uh, girls and women uh, in this context,
1: sir. All right, you just heard the the weather forecast. My shorts. I can cook things in it through crotch pot cooking. That's right, crotch pot cooking. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's really hot outside. Anyway, let's turn our – they're talking about Vietnam at that point. Let's turn our attention back to Robert. Robert was going to tell us a story, and I cut him off.
3: Well, we were talking about the Freedom of Information Act, and as you know, Dave, you you all talked about it during the week. Uh, My column last Sunday was about the Freedom of Information Act and trying to give a little history lesson on how changes historically have been made – Uh, And there have been several commissions established by the legislature uh, for the purpose of revising the um, Freedom of Information Act. And when the legislature does it, uh, as it did with the FOIA task force, it uh, puts on, by statute, uh, people from all uh, the interested parties, shall we say, including the public, of course. And that's uh, something very important to be done. I would agree. Yeah. And as I told you, when I spoke— before the um, uh, Constitution camp put on by Saline uh, County, uh, you, a gotta uh, like saline you gotta quit saying it like that. Saline, that's it, baby. That's how we do it down here in the South. That's yeah. Saline. Um, uh, Are you when, dehydrated? I'm always you dehydrated. Need, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need uh, Can you feel? Can, can you hear the words coming out of my mouth? Um, uh, so when we, um, when I was presenting about the foyer uh, I presented right after the Attorney General presented on other issues. He didn't uh, talk about the FOIA. Uh, well, it turns out right after I presented um, and took some pictures with with, with the kiddos, um, several people came up to me and told me that um, uh, the AG uh, invoked my name when he came in. It's a very big complex, and so the entrance is far away from the auditorium. And he ran into Wayne Beach, he was a local guy. We know Wayne. You know Wayne.
1: Joined the show from time to time. That's right.
3: That's right. And he ran into Wayne and he said uh, Wayne had written a letter to the editor, uh, which I saw. I thought it was pretty good, uh, critical of the things that the attorney general was doing with full
1: transparency here. So right. did your partner write a right. letter? And,
3: well, he, well, he wrote. He wrote an. Uh,
4: Chat GPT uh, wrote mine. I use AI all the time, bro.
3: But 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 his, uh, <laughs> Chris's uh, was a column. They they elevated it uh, to a column, uh, and that's up to the paper whether they put it as a letter or they make it a, a column. Well, Wayne's was a letter, uh, and and both Wayne's and Chris's were critical of the things that the attorney general. Um, uh, is doing, and as Chris said, you know, uh, uh, he's the chief law enforcement officer. He needs to needs to hear these things and and and, and be willing to accept them. Well, apparently, uh, I'm to- I was told by several witnesses that um, uh, uh, Tim Griffin went up to Wayne Beach and said, um, "Did Rob write that letter for you, and you just sign it?" And 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 Tim Tim, excuse me. Not no, Tim.
1: he looked back at the AG and he said. No, I mean, that's, that's right. what happened. That's exactly right.
3: <laughs> uh, well, and, and apparently, that's exactly what Wayne said. I mean, not, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? But he said, uh, no, uh, I, I think you understand me well enough, you know, that that's not how I operate. And, uh, of course, um, I didn't write his letter for him. Um, and with all due respect to my good friend Wayne, um, uh, I write a column in the paper. Um, so, A, if I wanted to say something, I would do it there. You'd and say B, it in the column. Right. And, B... My writing is, shall we say, a little different than Wayne's. Yes, just a okay? tad. Okay. So, um, um, and that's with all due respect to my uh, good friend Wayne. So it was really kind of an injury. I must be on the AG's mind quite a bit. Um, and apparently he referred to me as Rob. You
4: live in rent free in his mind. Yeah, I'm
3: living. That, <laughs> and, and apparently I'm like share. You know, I just go by my first name now. You know, I, that's okay.
1: So he called you Rob.
3: That's what he. That's that's how it was described to me. At least is that right? I would start going by Bob, right? right? Hey, so, Bob. but he didn't explain whether whether I also uh, wrote Chris's uh, column, which I also didn't write, uh, and Chris's column was actually
4: very very good. Thanks, bro. Uh, yeah.
3: Um, so. He,
4: Here's what was Run brought free. out. Yeah, free. free. Here's what was brought out, Dave. You'll find this interesting. So Rob and I lost some litigation in the gun rights arena based on separation of powers. Okay. okay. The Judge
3: Herb. Yeah, not, Herb, not, at, not at the Supreme Court level yet, though. By correct. It's
4: yeah. all on appeal it was out of the it. liberal uh, Pulaski yeah. County. He said, so. that, he said that somehow uh, the Game and Fish is a unique body of their own. And no, no, it's a, it, it didn't. You
3: know that there are four branches of government, yeah, not three. You didn't learn that in on, on Saturday morning cartoons. Okay, so, they got so special therefore, Saturday therefore, morning cartoons. So, so we as ju-
1: citizens, what the judicial, legislative, yeah, executive, executive, and, and, and game of
4: fish. What exactly. separation of powers, right? Well, it was pointed out to me, and it's a unique argument. I haven't done the analysis yet, but T.G. Attorney General Tim Griffin perhaps has violated the separation of powers by creating the FOIA task group, right? The FOIA task I group.
3: I think it's working group.
4: Oh, okay. Versus the FOIA task force that is legislatively created. There is a, there's a body created by legislation in the FOIA statute that should be uh, kept abreast of any FOIA changes. It's in the statute. It was, a, it was put in there, and it's actually the last part well, of the that's, statute. Well, that's
3: part of my column yeah. that I wrote last week. The FOIA task force is designed to opine on changes to the um, uh, FOIA law. FOIA, FOIA yeah. law, right. So, you know, if you wanted to ask uh, a group of diverse minds, right. and we have very different opinions, by the way, um, I, uh, I'll tell you an example. Uh, you know, I've been highly critical of uh arkansas state right what they did with yeah. um uh, what's her name a- ashlyn um hogart okay, yeah. right you know when they bum rushed her out of the so-called um uh, because she wasn't on a so-called uh, free speech because zone, it, yeah right?
1: because the turning point usa
3: right exactly so i've been very uh, critical of them but uh, and their spokesman is on the um uh, FOIA, uh, task force i nominated him to be the vice chair and and he's the guy, by the way, we disagree a lot on, like, the Ashlyn Hogarth stuff. Uh, and, and we've uh, had it out in words on that and also on their prohibition on guns in their, uh, um, uh, their arena. Uh, and I nominated him to be the vice chair. Why? Because he does the job just well, just fine. I mean, he does it well. To be clear,
1: so more and more information keeps coming out,
3: right? Gosh, and my point is that, that we escalated all deleted quickly. Yeah, we all I mean, work really together on that with very us. different, with very different views. And uh, the task force was charged with evaluating changes uh, to it's the just, to the law.
4: Yeah, so, but it, but we got you know. If you take back the point, what has Attorney General Tim Griffin done? He's He's subverted the law is what he's done. He's gone out and created a new group that's going to analyze uh, amendments to the FOIA law. It's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, look at let's it and make go, sure you, that everybody you understands.
1: Yeah, yeah, that you said analyze. He, he's yeah. going, <laughs> he is going out to try to make statements about... Uh, about transparency yeah. by not being transparent. Well, and
4: he's, I'm and that that was was defending. he's he, defending what he's
3: doing. He told Wayne that the reason I objected uh, um, to what his working group was because he didn't put me on his working group. I've repeatedly said in the press... I will not serve on his working group because it's not transparent. Nice. I don't know how much more clear I can make that to the attorney general. I will not serve on a working group regarding transparency. That's not, that's transparent. not transparent. I mean, it's, it's it's oxymoronic, if not merely moronic.
4: Well, here's what government does. You want to you get something to come out of government, no one's going to stick your neck out. You don't get a bonus and a raise for sticking your neck out in government. So you know what they do? uh uh we're gonna create a commission. The last commission on gun rights that the governor, Asa Hutchinson, put out, was nine to zero on arming guards in public schools. Said, no, we don't need to do that. Nine to zero really? That's that's what the commission's gonna say? It's just uh, it's just idiotic. Well,
1: I don't disagree with all of it and will not know exactly what they have up their sleeve until 25. Let me
4: take it yeah. me take you one step further. So when when this working force working force task group comes out that that hammers the FOIA, Oh, uh, here's how they spin it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me the attorney general to group. It was the commission that decided this. It's not me. They suggested I'm just working all of the this. will of the people. Uh, remember remember what the attorney
3: general said at Constitution camp. He represents government.
1: Yeah. All right. Back with you. I want to get to the last uh, few uh, moments of the show today. We've got about nine minutes. And uh, sewage has been in the news uh, recently. Bring us up to date, Robert. I know you and Chris have been involved in this. What's going on?
3: Well, first, I I, I wish you would stop talking shinola. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's just enough is enough. Well, here's what you're going to find exciting. Uh, and I say that somewhat sarcastically. Uh, I, I had <coughs> written in the Gaz about how uh, insider Gene Block uh, was on the fast track to become the CEO of Little Rock's Sewer Authority. Uh, Block was on the board that hired the previous CEO. Uh, what was his name, Chris? The previous uh, Ramon.
4: Ramon. Right. He's
3: still there till August. May, okay. August, yeah. Right. Uh, and then Ramon hired Block, this woman, Gene Block, to be the in-house attorney. Uh, And then, now that Ramon is retiring, he was on the group that's picking the new CEO. Uh, He uh, whittled it down to four, and guess what? She made it to the final four, Uh, and then the oversight board uh, picked her. Uh, She's a lawyer, not an engineer, no less a professional engineer, which is an even higher Yeah, uh, well,
1: let me stop you right there. She's not a professional engineer. No, not close. Not even close. How important is it that somebody who's dealing with uh, uh, affluent, evidently... It's
4: huge. It's huge. Let me tell you why. Lawyers take an oath to defend the Constitution. Okay. Professional engineers take an oath to hold paramount the health, safety, and welfare of the public. So who do you want running a utility that... That normal citizens can't produce on their own. You got to have somebody running a utility. Right? I don't know if
1: it's sewage. I can produce a yeah. lot on my own. Yeah, <laughs> I've listened to your show, Dave, every day. There's
4: a lot. There's a lot between seven yeah, and, I'm and eleven. I'm just saying. I've let me know. Let me tell you. Uh, Coming Block, out of the
3: wrong hole, though. <laughs> yeah. Gene
4: Block screws up yeah. in the treatment of our wastewater. She doesn't lose her law license. Tad Bohannon screws up running our waste our water system. Our water. He doesn't lose his law license, but a professional engineer. Wood. Has a yeah? He's got a he's got a collar. A professional engineer has a collar around his neck. Okay. Yeah. With a with a chain on it that's attached to the public. So he's got a choker collar. on Heck yeah! And if and if the public wants to pull that chain, they can because they take an oath and they have a duty to hold paramount the health, welfare, and safety of the public. And that's what you want. And it's outrageous to me. So why don't they have this written into the bylaws
0: they, or whatever? They
4: should. Pure, they pure pure should. Hacks?
0: Did you
3: notice something else that that Chris just said? He said Tad Bohannon is the CEO of the Clean Water Authority, and Gene Block is the incoming CEO of the Wastewater or Sewer Water. What's the difference? Yeah, so there's one company for the water when you turn on the tap, and then there's another company for when you flush flush the
0: toilet. toilet.
3: Two separate companies. Wait for it. Yeah, each make a quarter million dollars or so. Each. Has a car allowance six to eight hundred dollars a month. You can get the mid sized BMW for that price. What are they going to do, drive around to the different facilities that process yeah. the water and review them without any engineering capability? Yeah. Where are they driving to with a car allowance? I drive to work. Nobody paying me a car allowance.
1: So so what, So what? what is the the whole thing about gray water? I mean, what, yeah. that, well, here's, I mean here's that's what what's they're funny. dealing with. This they're is dealing funny. with you sewage.
4: know what? We need gray matter. Yeah. They re... <laughs>
0: Like They've got no well, gray matter, yeah. they no re- less gray water.
4: They rebranded Little Rock wastewater to the Little Rock Reclamation Authority. They ain't reclaiming nothing. Yeah. Okay. But they call it reclamation. You
3: know what reclamation means? It means you take dirty water, Shinola water, and you process it, and then you drink it. They don't do that at all. No, it's
4: a lie. It's they, a lie. They, 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 they,
3: they, they dump some chemicals in the water, and then they send it out in the river. Yeah. And
4: who's reclaiming it? Let the me, earth? Let me tell yeah. you. I, I watched, <laughs> and then they came down They give a presentation this week to Little Rock City Council. Greg Ramon gets up there, and he cites that the budget for the Little Rock wastewater is $30 million. This is the C- actual CEO. Little Rock Wastewater's budget $60 million. Just double that. He's wrong. Maybe the other half's going in his pocket. Yeah. Well, then the other thing, they, the new CEO coming in, Gene Block, gets up there and she touts her new initiative. And you know what Wait she calls it? it? Wait for it. Water equity. There it is. Water equity. There it is. And the board members don't ask one question. They don't even know what water equity is. They didn't ask, what do you mean? They didn't say nothing. The first question out of my mouth would have been like, what's this going to cost us? Yeah. Because we're looking at a deficit in twenty twenty four. before I
1: ask how much it's going to cost, I want to know what it what is. What the heck it
4: is? Yeah. By well, the way, she
3: she's the one that started the water, the women of water. Yeah. Uh, and they got up on their website a whole bunch of non arkansan women that they give the history of their relationship. To water. That's right. Are they going to put Leah Thompson (laughs) up there, who you mentioned from Penn? Yeah. She springboarded her way into water fame. No
4: no doubt. Dave, your listeners need to know what water equity is. It took me, I had to digest it for a minute. Where is she going with this? What kind of social equity program is she promoting? She's going to infuse water equity into every department of the sewer system. That's the word. Embed. Yeah. Embed. every. In every department, financial, human resources, engineering, water equity. You know what that means, Rob and Dave? No. What? If you have five toilets, you're going to pay for more than the dude has two toilets. You already pay based on volume of water, but because you make more money and you have more stuff, you've got to subsidize the lower income, folks, because water... Access to water is a human right. And she's a- and the she sewer didn't department. department. Yeah, she did not do access to water. No. She does access to where the water going yeah. after. Yeah. So, <laughs> sewer, she really should have said sewer equity. Yeah. And uh, if you're rich, you can only produce one turd. And if you produce two turds, then you've got to pay more. <laughs> you know, the, the, the sewer authority's tagline is one water, hold
3: on, I have it here, um, one water something, uh, one water, one future. But we got two water companies, one for the clean water and one for the dirty water. It's a joke. So
4: it's a joke. I give her, I give her a year and a half. Anybody want to take odds on this? Well, the
3: problem is it, it, it,
4: it
1: will take a year and a half to
4: figure no, out before this she woman quits. doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. That's it's going to take. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, the problem Just, is that's 17 months, 29 days too long. It's going to cost us a million bucks to figure out she doesn't know what she's doing.
1: This is crazy.
4: Uh, it's outrageous. And the and the and the ignoramuses sitting on the city council, I'll call them every one of them ignorant because they don't have a clue about sewer wastewater treatment. Well, if and you want at, to what? Talk about I the know. board. Talk I know. I know. They they appointed
3: a commission oh, yeah.
4: of people oh. who know nothing about Oh yeah. It. Oh yeah, the commission has a dance instructor on it, a cell phone salesman. They got one dude on it. One that has some right. background in con, in construction, Chris Marsh. I looked it up. It's on the website. Yeah. They got. They don't know nothing about sewer treatment uh, and what and exactly what they're doing. They're sitting up there rubber stamping everything um, that they want to do. I, I guess they're on board on water equity. Well, you know why? Why? What? All Democrats? All yeah. lefties? Yeah, they just. It's anyway, crazy it's to because me. It's, a, it, t- it's 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 typ- a disaster. It's typical. Isn't that the usual BS. It's the usual BS. Yeah. Well, Dave, I got to tell you. Based on my oath, being a professional engineer, I may have to do something about it because I've got a duty to protect the health and welfare uh, of the public. So I'm, I may give some presentations to city council and sewer, um, but I don't know. You know, it's a it's crazy to sit there and watch and, and think you can do something about it um, when you can't. But as long as they get informed and understand what the heck water equity is, maybe they'll just at least ask some questions.
1: Well, you know... Not only they should be asking questions, but where's the media
4: on this? They're not asking any questions. Nowhere. Nowhere. Well, they actually produced, they actually did a little media on it, but they're dumbfounded, too. Water equity.
0: All right.
3: Well, they need to ask about it.
4: Yeah.